0: the baby product investigators where a midwife and postpartum doula dig deep into the products on the market to solve the mystery of what you really need. Every episode will answer parents burning questions including
1: could my babysitter use this
0: product? And what will the grandparents think of this?
1: If you like what you hear today don't forget to like review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on social media and find out more about our labor, postpartum, and parenting classes on our website, www.inspiredbirth.net.
0: And well, if you don't like what you hear today, maybe we just have a different parenting philosophy. Try not to hold that against us, especially in the ratings.
1: Hello, I'm Tracy. I'm a midwife and mom of four. I've been teaching childbirth education for 14 years
0: which is where she met me, Catherine, a labor and postpartum doula who's also been teaching parents for years. So Tracy, how was
1: your week? It was good. Yeah, I uh, wrapped up a class series. Class three is always my favorite. We get to do those comfort measures and everybody gets to put it all together and feel so prepared when they're leaving. So much fun. I love that.
0: How about you? I'm getting really excited. I'm actually about to meet some of your students this weekend for our postpartum express class. So they'll be learning about what happens after their baby comes now that you've gotten them ready for birth. So I'm excited to get to put some faces to those names I've been hearing about.
1: Nice. I love that. That is so good. Yeah, they were very fun and cute group of people. I enjoyed that class series a lot. Mm
0: That's awesome. It's really fun that they can mix the virtual at the end of it, too. Now that they've all met in person, it'll be nice for them to be able to hop on a Zoom and kind of have a reunion this weekend with me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I love it if they can, like, get into that groove, like, keep in touch with each other, chat. All their babies were pretty much due around the same time. So I really think that's so important. They have each other's support.
0: That's Awesome. Well, every episode, we're going to give our viewers the chance to discover what we're talking about through a few of our favorite customer reviews. So what do you say we kick that off, Tracy? Sounds good. So for our first review today, we have a four out of five stars, I Have My Days Back. I know it's a crazy amount of money, but to me it's worth it. My first baby was colicky and I couldn't put her down. I was adamant about ensuring this one would sleep on her own. So, I could have a life. We started beep at six weeks, and the change in naps has been amazing. After three days of training her in the beep, I can now put her down sleepy but awake and leave her alone to fall asleep and stay asleep. I'm so much happier during the day.
1: Or five out of five stars happiest baby on several blocks. I really did not want to buy this since we're trying so hard to be minimalists and all natural with our first baby girl. Then she came in like a wrecking ball. In her first six weeks, I could count on one hand the number of times I got any more than 1.5 hours of sleep. Then one night at 3 a.m., I started to get worried about what life would be like when I had to go back to work at 11 weeks. I have a one-hour commute each way, and I work in patient care. I got more and more nervous about the potential of getting in a car accident or making a terrible mistake at work because of sleep deprivation. The internet led me to the beep. I couldn't say no to the possibility of one to two extra hours of sleep a night, plus it was on sale. And they have the 30-day guarantee. The beep came when she was seven weeks old and on the seventh day of using it, she slept a full eight hours. By the time I had to go back to work, she was consistently sleeping nine to eleven hours every night. All caps, nine to eleven hours every night. We used the weaned feature when she just turned five months old, and after a week, she was sleeping nine to eleven hours every night in her big girl crib. She goes down for naps easily in her pack and play. No crying it out necessary. Will this work for everyone? Probably not. But for us, it was kind of a miracle and absolutely worth the cost.
0: Well, in case you couldn't tell from those reviews, today's episode will be discussing the Snoo. So, for those of you who don't know, the SNOO is a self-rocking bassinet. It is controlled by a smart app that logs sleeps and naps and lets you adjust the bassinet's motion, sound, and cry sensitivity. Uh, The smart app also includes preemie mode and weaning options. In addition to the smart app, you can also control the SNOO via a button on the side of the SNOO. The snoo comes with three hip-safe sleep sack swaddles, size small, medium, and large. Tracy, why don't you tell our parents a little bit about the maker of the snoo?
1: Absolutely. So the snoo was created by pediatrician and author Harvey Karp. Um, He is a Los Angeles pediatrician to the stars who created the Happiest Baby on the Block method which came out in the early 2000s with a book and a DVD. And it's really just come to like cult following from parents. He has the famous five S's of soothing your baby. um, And it's purported to not only make parents life easier, but to reduce SIDS. So he's Quite popular online. Um, he has come to the Bay Area several times, so I have seen him in action. He's a very charismatic speaker, um, so he's a very interesting person. And he and his wife launched this company and created the snoo, purportedly to not only help parents get more sleep, but also to reduce SIDS.
0: Tracy, from a midwife perspective, does the new make sense?
1: It does, to me, make sense. Um, I will give you the pros and the cons, in my opinion, as a midwife. So when a parent is pregnant, the baby is tucked up tightly in the womb, basically swaddled inside of its placenta. Arms and legs are tucked. And parent is walking around during the day. So baby is in motion all the time. Anyone who's ever been pregnant knows that as soon as you lay down to sleep at night, that's when your baby in utero is going to wake up and start doing gymnastics because they're not being rocked to sleep anymore. So in theory, the snoo definitely works. I do have concerns as a midwife because it works maybe sometimes too well. Some babies are actually soothed through their feeding cues, and that can be really dangerous within the first few weeks until your baby gets back to birth weight. So as a midwife, I often will recommend that people not use
0: the movement
1: feature until we know baby is back to birth weight.
0: That's really interesting, Tracy. Uh, from the doula perspective, there are some additional benefits and concerns to think about when we think about the SnoO. So as a doula, I like to think about the quality of family life as a whole. And it's definitely true that increasing the amount of sleep that your baby is getting in chunks can increase the amount of sleep that parents are getting, which can lead to a healthier, happier household in general. However, Tracy... I I will note that an interesting fact about the snoo from the doula perspective is that not all babies like to be laid flat. So as we know with colicky babies or babies with certain health conditions, it's actually beneficial to have them slightly raised or at a tipped angle. Much more what you would get when you allow a baby to rest on you for a period of time or just be more upright by elevating their head in the crib in different safe ways. So we know that the SNOO can be really beneficial for some babies who are fine laying flat on their back, but it might not actually be the right amount of support for some babies with certain health difficulties.
1: Yeah, I agree. And when I was researching the reviews online, I saw that pretty frequently where people were like, this might work well for some, but my baby hates being on their back. My baby doesn't like to be put down. The motion was too fast for my baby. So there were
0: definitely some pros and some cons that I saw in the reviews one con that i'm sure pretty much any parent will bring up is the high price tag on that snoo tracy i mean the current cost of the snoo is well over one thousand five hundred dollars for a brand new snoo so that's a lot to ask for new parents do you have any tips or recommendations for getting a SNU at a cheaper rate than that?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely they can rent the SNU. Um, I think you have a few things to say about the pros and cons of the rental of the snow. You have experience with that. Um, yeah,
0: definitely make sure you don't throw out that packaging, Tracy, if you rent the SNU, because you will have to send it back in the original packaging or pay $50 for new packaging from the SNU company.
1: That's pretty specific for tired parents to remember. I can absolutely see a tired parent like unpacking this after a baby shower and tossing that packaging and six months later going, where on earth do we put that? Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a con. Um, I do think like I do have a set of clients that they're a group of friends and they all went on a snoo together and they just pass it around as they each have another baby. And that's worked out pretty well. Um, but. I don't think that works for everybody. If you don't have a group of friends, you're having babies at the same time with. So that is, you know, could work great or it could not. You could be stuck with the $1,600 price tag.
0: And it is true. I mean, if you don't have friends having babies, you can look to Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist and other apps to find you snooze it it it's hard though, because when you're not sharing it with your friends, you don't necessarily know the quality of care that Snoo has been receiving when it's not in your house mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's there's some pros and cons to think about with that for sure. Something else I do want to throw out there though, when people are thinking about the cost of the Snoo is that if you are hiring night help, so not using friends and family who are volunteering their time for you. The snooze value is probably about a week or two of night help. So and the snoo lasts much longer than a night than a week or two. So that is something to weigh into your cost benefit analysis um, for what the snooze is actually worth.
1: You are. Yeah. The snoo is designed to be used up to six months. However, you do need to keep in mind that once your baby starts rolling, you are not supposed to be using the snoo. So say you're on baby number two and baby number one started rolling at two or three months. The snoo might not be the best option for you. My oldest rolled very early. And, you know, some of my other babies rolled later, so I would have gotten more use out of that. But by six months, most of my kiddos were definitely rolling, sitting up, et cetera. So six months, I don't think a lot of people get six months worth of use out of this new.
0: Yes, I I will say I think the consistent rolling probably occurs faster than this, but there is also the height concerns. So babies can outgrow the physical bassinet as well. So there's There's many considerations to take into when factoring how long you think you'll be able to use the snoo for. Also,
1: I think they have to be swaddled into the sleep sack that comes with the snoo. They are basically like strapped down on their back in the snoo and older babies are not going to want to do that. They're just, they may like to be swaddled, but they like also to have some freedom of movement. Once they figure out they can maneuver their body and get moving, they tend not to want to be restricted as much.
0: Well, Tracy, I think it's time for answers to one of our burning questions, which is, could my babysitter use this? And I'm here to let you know, parents, that yes, your babysitter could, but they're going to need a bit of training first. So first of all, your babysitter is not going to have access to the app unless you give them that access. So many times parents aren't going to give their babysitters access to the app because they're not there frequently enough, they don't wanna give them the login credentials, all that kind of stuff, it just won't make sense. So your babysitter is going to have to manually turn on the snoo and adjust the snoo manually via the button on the snoo itself. So you may wanna show your babysitter what that looks like. Now, inside this new app, if you are currently using the weaning mode or the newborn premium mode, you are able to set it um, and lock it so that the new won't go past certain levels. So you don't necessarily have to worry about that with the babysitter. But if you have any specific instructions, like I like my baby to get checked on as soon as she goes up two levels or something like that, you're definitely going to want to share that with your babysitter. One thing that you can do when you use this new app is that you can set it for the preemie mode or the weaning mode option on your phone. And then even though your babysitter automatically turns it on with the button on the side, it uses the side to push it on, the mode that you've set on your phone will control the settings that it's allowed to go to. So even if you're not present, you can still have that control over the SNOO. And while you're gone, you can continue to check how your baby's doing as far as if they've activated the SNOO, what level the SNOO's on, And you can still see the snooze log that it's constantly making throughout the night or day. So that's really nice for you when you're away from your baby because you will have that control over them even with a babysitter. And you will have that supervisory ability.
1: I like this idea too, the log for parents that trade off, where one parent takes a four-hour shift with the baby and the other takes another four-hour while they trade off sleeping. I think that could be really handy where they can just take a quick look and see what's going on with baby, how much sleep did their
0: partner get, et cetera? Yeah, Tracy, what I find is really nice too for anxious parents is you don't even have to get out of your bed to go into the nursery to see what level it's on. You can just pull up your cell phone, pull up the app. You can see how long your baby's been crying, what levels they've reached, all those kinds of things. So it does, it's very convenient to track baby cry length and things like that. Now, I will say the SNOO is not a perfect device though. So sometimes It might not respond as quickly as you would expect to certain cries or it might respond quicker than you would expect to certain cries. So there is a degree of, you know, trial and error that you'll learn over time with your particular baby. In fact, I had one sweet little one who as she got a little bit older figured out that crying would make the snoo go faster to the level she preferred, so she would actually pitch her cry to increase the snoo's level and do things like kick her legs to increase it till it reached the level she liked and then she would stop. So, babies can be very intelligent when it comes to the snoo and train that train it much like they would train a parent That's hilarious.
1: And I love that story. What a hilariously intelligent child. (laughs) That's really, really good. I mean, overall, I think it has a lot of really helpful features that babysitters and parents alike could find helpful. Definitely. So that brings us to what would the grandparents think of this? And we actually have a grandparent review. I only found one, but I think this is a really kind of hilarious and good one. My granddaughter slept great at night, but when she came to me at three months, she wouldn't sleep in her crib without movement. So only good for stay-at-home parents. I taught her how to go to sleep on her own, and her parents wasted $1,600. Hilarious. I don't know about that because it might've been incredibly helpful for those parents during that first three month period. And grandma's only jumping in now at three months postpartum, but I could see where this would be a little overwhelming to a lot of grandparents. This is a very high tech piece of equipment for babies. Um, We also saw one note on Reddit where someone said, this is cheating. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Honestly, anything that helps your baby sleep and anything that helps you to get through that fourth trimester, I think is good and it's not cheating. You need sleep.
0: Definitely. But we can also understand where someone who, you know, rock their own babies to sleep or spend a lot of time holding their own babies while they slept might be concerned about a parent appearing to strap their baby onto a moving board um, in what some people describe as a straight jacket, right? Like it really does keep the baby's arms in very tight until they're ready to put them out through the snooze armholes. Uh, so it's definitely, it's understandable if grandparents do have some concerns about this technology. And we definitely don't blame them if they do, but you might need to do a little education about why you're choosing to use the snoo and the benefits it might be offering your family during this time.
1: Also, I think a common concern with grandparents that we saw online was that the baby would not learn to sleep normally after it outgrew the snoo. We saw that from parents as well on a lot of the online reviews, and it does have that weaning feature, so it is actually intrinsically designed to wean your baby
0: off of itself. It is, and I think a lot of parents don't use the Snoo exclusively. Um, many people use pack and plays or other sleep options for naps during the day, or when you're out and about, your baby will learn to sleep in other locations as well, maybe in their car seat or in their stroller. So it's not like your baby will always be tied to to sleeping in the Snoo. But it is something to consciously think about that you are trying to work towards the goal of your baby not being in the Snoo because this isn't a long-term sleep situation. You've
1: used the weaning feature on the Snoo, and I haven't. So what did you think of that? Was it easy to get through that period of time? You have a lot of sleep experience. Was that difficult?
0: Yeah. So I think in my experience, the weaning feature was a bit hit and miss depending on the baby. Um... Some babies I worked with have had really smooth experiences leaving the snoo, no troubles at all. Um, Other babies are a little bit more particular. I do find, though, that that just matches the patterns of all babies. Um, Some babies are just really great self-soothers from the start and don't need as much help. And other babies, it's a little bit harder for them to fall asleep on their back without supports. So I do encourage you, even as you're transitioning out of the snoo using the weaning features and are moving towards the crib, you may still want to invest in some sleep support devices for your baby, such as a hatch glow light, a noise machine, you know, black, black curtains for the baby's nursery to get to block light. So there's other things you can provide the baby besides just the weaning feature of the snoo if you do have a baby who's a bit more sensitive to the adjustment time period.
1: That's all good information. So before we wrap up this grandparent segment, I just want to talk briefly about education for grandparents. I love it when grandparents take classes There are a myriad of classes that they can take, either in-person or online, baby care classes, grandparent classes that are offered at a lot of hospitals across the U.S. There are some classes online that they can take, even just an online baby care class. That's going to help them to understand where the parents are coming from and also the Academy of Pediatric Recommendations that might be very different from when they were raising their own babies. Safety standards, safe sleep practices are very different from the previous generation. So there's a lot of really helpful things that grandparents are going to learn in these classes and would help to reduce friction and make for a much smoother postpartum with some grandparent baby care involvement. (laughs) And that brings us to the section of our podcast called Manufacturer-Related Warnings. So we did compile a pretty good list of interesting notes about the Ah, uh, The first one that Catherine has already mentioned is to warn parents against throwing out the shipment boxes. You will have to repack that snoo in its shipment boxes that it originally came in. Or you're going to have to get a hold of SNOO customer service, have them send you another set for $50. We also read online, and Catherine can attest to this as
0: well, it's not that easy to get that thing packed back up. No. As someone who's packed her fair share of SNOOs, Tracy, I will say that you will probably find yourself on YouTube looking at tutorial videos, and it's not as necessarily straightforward as you would think, especially if your packaging is damaged in any way. So you really do want to be careful with unboxing your snoo. Now, obviously, that goes for rentals where you're going to need to ship it back. But you honestly want to keep the packaging material even if you purchase the snoo for at least a little while. Because should anything be wrong with your snoo and you need to send it back or make any deal with customer service around returning parts, they're going to expect it to be sent back in that packaging material as well. So I would take really good care when you're unpacking, find a safe spot in your house to store it and hold on to it for a little bit, even if you've purchased the snoo yourself.
1: Well, and if you want to resell or pass it on to a friend, they're going to need that packaging too. So good advice. Yeah. We also found when we were doing some reviews online that customer service at Happiest Baby does not get the best reviews. There were some very interesting customer service reviews for sure.
0: And that matches with the experience of parents I've worked with. So this isn't just a shocking surprise to us when we came across the sheer amount of complaints about this. But something else to keep in mind is that this new is manufactured in China, so it's not a USA manufactured product. And I think that's something else that can impact the customer service is that it's not all happening within the United States.
1: Right. So replacement parts may not be quickly available. We saw that pretty often online when reading reviews. Um, getting a replacement cord, power cord took three weeks, um, some other things. We did find one review that we thought was worth sharing you um, in this segment, which was one out of five stars. Won't connect to router. Expensive brick. Super techie owner. I can always troubleshoot, program, or repair. Not so with the snoo. New product won't connect to router. 3 hours of troubleshooting and I'm ready to chuck this overpriced canoe in the river. So that's a funny review, but I think that's a pretty to the point problem that parents time to report. It's difficult. Um it is ambiguous whether there is an actual 800 number that you can call to speak to a live person. And again, with those parts being manufactured outside the US, getting replacements takes a
0: while. And you really do want to set up this new online account because that's where you're going to be able to see how your baby's sleep tracks, which is really useful information. I will say as someone who frequently comes in to do night stretches, it's really nice to be able to flip back and see how the baby's day went as far as their sleep in the snoo. And it also gives me a really nice pattern of previous nights because you can flip back through previous nights so you can easily identify when a baby is frequently fussy during the same windows and you can see whether there's growth or not growth um it can also be i will say if you're working with multiple caregivers uh it can be an interesting and kind of fun way to check in if the baby seems to be sleeping better when one caregiver is taking care of them can be a fun little challenge between you and your partner it's a good one
1: um. Also, the FDA states that the snoo has not directly demonstrated a reduction in SIDS, which is ambiguously mentioned all over their marketing.
0: It is. So SNU really stresses the fact that they can help you get a lot more sleep and that this is a safe form of sleep, right? Because the baby's on its back which is what we believe currently is best practice for SIDS. And it is true that babies going to sleep on their back is considered best practice for SIDS, but this new has not actually in reports been proven to reduce SIDS percentages. Um, They just don't have specific enough numbers to prove that. So the FDA has not actually um, advised that it it reduces the risk of SIDS. Rather, though, we do acknowledge that it it does support best sleep practices.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's also only indicated for use in infants who cannot roll over. So, I it just goes to mention again and again. If your baby is an early mobile baby, which some babies can be rolling over at two and three months, you
0: might not get much time out of this snow. Mm-hmm yes and it is true you can choose to continue to use the snoo once your baby is a roller with their arms out so you um there are there are snaps at the top of the sleep sacks that you can open to put the arms out because you shouldn't continue to swaddle a baby once they're rolling but it is really not recommended the happiest baby company snoo does not recommend continuing to use the snoo after they're frequently rolling. So that is something to keep in mind. Absolutely. Another thing
1: to note is something that is kind of near and dear to my heart as a midwife. Um, The AAP, the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, um, and Stanford Medicine both acknowledge that babies wake differently at night and during the day when they are breastfed or formula fed. And I think that's something that's really important to consider for each family when you decide what your nights are going to look like and what kind of products you need to help support you. If you're planning to breastfeed your baby, you can expect to wake every two to three hours to feed your baby. If you're formula feeding, you can definitely expect for babies to sleep a little bit longer. They're going to go three to four hours. And that's a pretty normal expectation um we really want to note like you need to really pay attention to baby's calorie consumption. Babies sleep better when they have the appropriate amount of calories for their age, size and development and a lot of people don't tend to put those pieces together. I hate to say it but a lot of parents take a one afternoon baby care class. They really don't take the time to learn a lot about baby development. They're relying on their pediatrician to teach them those milestones. And that is a little ready-shoot aim for parenting, in my opinion. You really, if you want to get good sleep, you really need to understand the mechanics of how babies work and why this works the way it does. So this is one of my issues with the snoo is that parents of breastfed babies do sometimes expect to get these 10 and 12-hour stretches of sleep at a couple of weeks or a month, and that's not a reasonable expectation
0: for a breastfed baby. The, and one thing to point out, Tracy, along that calorie consumption is that in the first two weeks, regardless of whether you're using formula or breast milk, You do have to wake your baby every two to three hours until they're back at birth weight. And you should also expect that your baby will be going through one of their first major growth spurts around three to four weeks, which means that they will cluster feed. So if you're not getting adequate cluster feeding time in during the day, they will want to cluster feed at night, which will mean even with the help of the snoo, you're gonna be waking more frequently during that time period. Even though your doctor may say that once they're back to birth weight, you can allow them to sleep a little longer at night. Even the snoo can't make up for that calorie deficit during a growth spurt.
1: You know, and I teach in my childbirth classes all the time. Think of your life on a 24-hour clock. Do you want longer stretches of sleep at night or do you want longer stretches of sleep during the day? The baby's going to sleep and they're going to wake whether it's day or night. They don't care whether it's day or night. They just want their food when they're hungry and they want to be held and swaddled and cuddled and they want that reassurance that their parents are there. It's up to you to figure out when the best time for your family is for those
0: things to happen. All right, Tracy, it's that time of the show. (laughs)
1: So time to rank our uh, final ranking of the snow. Tracy, what
0: are you going to give it?
1: I'm going to go with 3.5 diapers. I really struggle with this product sometimes as a midwife because I see parents expecting babies to sleep long stretches right from birth, and that's not reasonable. Um, There's a lot of hype out there about this product offering... 12 hour stretches of sleep for babies. We really, I think it's difficult. I definitely have heard of babies sleeping through their feeding cues and then we see where they're not gaining weight and getting back to birth weight. So I often will suggest that people not use the soothing features of the snoo until we know for sure baby's back to weight and they're thriving
0: which would eliminate the need for the snoo because other bassinets can perform the same sleep functions if you're not using the soothing feature. So thank you for that report, Tracy. I'm going to go ahead and give the snoo a slightly higher four. Now, I'm not going to give the snoo a five because I don't believe that the snoo is the magic bullet for all babies. There are certain babies who do not respond to the rocking motion of the snoo and the angle of the snoo and other features of the snoo just don't appeal to them. Um, Some babies actually like to sleep in a very quiet environment. So I think that the snoo can be a great resource to help some families get more sleep, get on good routines, and it can be really useful in offering some calming um, to the night But I'm not going to give it a perfect score because I don't think it's for every baby and every family. And I really do think you need to consider what's best for you and your child.
1: I also want to really like consider the customer service issues because the last thing tired parents need is a difficult customer service situation or to have a baby that relies on that soothing rocking motion and then they can't get a cord for three weeks three weeks is a really long time with a newborn so
0: so with all that said we hope we've helped to demystify the snoo a bit for you today if you'd like what you've heard today please make sure to like review and subscribe you won't want to miss any of our upcoming episodes where we dig deeper into more mystery products for you and make sure to check out all of our labor, postpartum, and parenting classes available at www.inspiredbirth.net.
1: Until next time, keep investigating the best baby products for your family. We look forward to seeing you soon.